and we're live. Welcome everybody to the Hook Live Edition. Not a pressure cooker because there's no real pressure here, and not your favorite uh, for day the of the Lakers. Week? You, even even as they pick at 35. Although Aaron, you were yes. telling me today that there is tiny little pressure. Like they do, do kind of need to hit on this pick. Oh yeah, no, this is an important um, this is an important pick for the Lakers because. The Lakers are in a fairly unique situation where, um, because of the because of the salary cap space taken up by uh, the three guys who make the most money, you know, you and I have talked about on various shows. You and I have talked a bunch about how that requires you to turn the roster over with minimum guys all the time. So this is, you know, the the chance for the Lakers to and and by the way, this is also why it's it's positive for some of those second round picks. You can really sell it on you have a chance to play normally second round picks it's kind of hit and miss if you're going to make the roster and if not i mean even if you do you're probably not likely going to have a lot of playing time but you know we we saw it with uh with austin reeves uh last year if you can play and obviously second round contracts are going to be generally pretty cheap if you can play at all if you are even can contribute 10 minutes in, a, in an nba rotation um this is a way for the lakers to add young cost controlled talent so I, I think this one does matter then you know this is not a random run of the mill second round pick is my point yeah that's that's basically what i was saying is that like this isn't this isn't one you know normally second rounder you know not too much pressure on it you can if you hit cool if not it's a second rounder whatever mm-hmm. um this one though like you're saying they aren't going to have very many options outside of this to to have this kind of opportunity at, at essentially a first round pick. Like this is the 35 yeah, is, yeah. is, is essentially a first rounder. Um, I, I gotta be honest. I woke up today, not thinking that they would have access to, to this pick. I didn't, I, I didn't think at all. I thought if they, if they got into the, into the draft, it'd be in the forties. Huh? It's because you didn't ask me last night. Uh, solid co-hosting there you could have kept me in the in in the loop and no and no, no no, no. i could so it wasn't until late last night but <laughs> yeah you gotta there's certain stuff i can't text because i can't have it be yeah oh. i can't have it we, we don't necessarily want but anyway yeah. um no that makes no sense. it is you it know? is yeah, i think i think it is i think i think it's a really positive positive development for the lakers because i and, i was anticipating all of the reporting to this point was in the 40s like like mm-hmm. like mid forties even yeah um this was this is like I said essentially a, a first rounder um so the intention when we went live was to try to recap everything to this point yeah my brain hurts I was good I was ready to do so by about twenty minutes ago <laughs> okay. I was like all right I got and it all lined up. We're right, good, man. not too much movement. And then everybody started drinking. Everybody started huffing glue. Everybody just, everybody at the same time <laughs> started doing all of the drugs. So uh, I'm not going to touch the last 20 minutes because I, st- I think a lot of that stuff is still in motion, is what it sounds like, to the point where Jake Fisher even said, I don't even know. I think there's a third, there's a three-team trade. So there, yeah, no, that one there, that one is, we've, we figured out that that one is a three-team trade. Um, yeah. With Kemba but the biggest being story to, to Detroit, the biggest stories though, uh, you have uh, Paolo Banquero going first overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was followed up by Chet Holmgren, who goes to OKC. 
Shocker of all shockers that OKC would pick a guy named Chet over a guy named Jabari. And then um, here you go. Actually, my favorite part of it is I am dying to see him and uh, Poku in the like just stick figure, Wacky arms, white tower, stick figure, towers, something. Yes. So so you have uh, Chet and Poku are going to be the uh, the thin towers, as somebody put on my timeline. That was just a sensational tweet. And then, um, and then you had uh, Jabari Smith go third overall, mm-hmm. um, and and I gotta say, like right when I saw him, I I want to place a future bet on him winning Rookie of the Year. He's gonna <laughs> have the touches. Dude, look livid. I don't know. I, I, he did look livid, but Jalen Green likes to get him up. Yeah, so but I, I get a, he gets him up. Yeah, that's that's true. But they're going to win like 13 games next year. And and I think there's plenty of room for both yeah, of those guys gonna, to shoot, gonna shoot 30 times a game. So I, I but yeah, those were that's the, the 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 stories at the top of the draft. And then you had the Kings go with Keegan Murray, kind of a, a surprise there. They oh. they they passed up on Jade Nivey, who <laughs> uh, that's what I thought you were going to say when you were talking about placing futures, because it seems like for years and years and years, yeah. Whoever the Kings pass on is is the guy. That dude, I was watching him. Um, so today, essentially, my plan going into the draft was not to do too much work um, heading into it. And then the Lakers picked up a pick. So I was like, okay, I really got to pay attention to this because now I know I'm going to be on the air and talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the other... The other uh, aspect of the of the draft like if i'm going to be talking about it live i can't just talk about the lakers pick and the situation surrounding the lakers pick so i got to talk about the guys at the top and i i I watched jaden ivy highlights in sacramento i don't know what you're doing (laughs) i know i I think looks uh... legit he's a big guard he's crazy athletic Mm -hmm. has a nice quick stroke too um, I know that I know they're trying to convince everybody that that De'Aaron Fox is still like their future or whatever, and they traded away Halliburton. Um, yeah, but you know why they traded away Halliburton? What's that? Do you know why they traded Halliburton? Because uh, they're the Kings. No, because no one wanted Fox. Yeah, and so they're they're trying to convince everybody that that Fox is their path forward. And I gotta say, dude, passing up on this guy looks like a real bad. Real bad option. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be down pretty bad if I was a Kings fan. Um, then you had the middle of the draft, and and you had some craziness happen there where there was a second or a, a three team trade like you talked about mm-hmm. that landed uh, Kemba in Detroit, who is now going to get bought out. Jalen Duran uh, goes to Detroit. The Knicks are moving around salary. They're saying to either try to have a run at Jalen Brunson. Who teams. I, I like his although they're not there yet, but, they don't have enough space to, to yeah. offer him what it seems like he's going to get. I, I I like his game, but as like a secondary creator off of Luca, I don't know how I'd feel about him if he's like your your go-to creator. Um and then and then you know Minnesota you've had you've had Oklahoma City. backup for Carl Anthony Towns, by the way. What's that? Minnesota just drafted a backup for Carl Anthony Towns. All right, so I, I, all right, let's let's actually let's reset here. And where are you at? So on my TV screen right now, the pick is in that Memphis is selecting. Yeah, but Memphis, um, Memphis traded with Minnesota, so they are yeah. Picking so they're for they're Minnesota. picking for Minnesota. Yes. All right. 
Um, who is like tonight, who would you say has, has kind of blown you away? Has anybody blown you away with what they've been able to do? What are you drinking, by the way? What kind of wine? Uh, Malbec. Mm. Malbecs, I think, have the highest floor of wines. Oh, we're doing like, who's their NBA cap? This is what Raj does anytime <laughs> there's like anything that happens in the NFL on Twitter. Yeah. He needs an NBA comp. I, I love a good Malbec. I, I love a good Malbec. I like it if it like grabs my tongue if I'm eating something a little spicy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was that kind of show. Oh yeah. Um, I think actually, I think wine, I think De- I think Detroit is done. I think Detroit is done very well. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I, I and OKC. I mean, I didn't have Chet as high, but everybody else d- does. Um, I think for me, Chet is probably fifth, fourth, or fifth um, in this draft. But I understand the, you know, the athleticism, the length, you know, the skill. I understand it. I just have I have some concerns. Um, but I think Detroit I'm, I'm a little done. concerned that he weighs like as much as my right leg. That is, that, yeah, that makes that me is, a little nervous. That is a that is a possible concern. <laughs> um, and he did struggle in in some of the higher higher leverage games against you know big strong athletic guys in college, which is what will only get worse um, in the NBA. But he may have the highest ceiling. I mean, because he just has some like physical gifts that just don't happen, don't come along. Um, I think Detroit has done well. And actually, I mean, I do think OKC has done well too. You know, just taking all of these swings. This is why they've been uh, hoarding all of these draft picks, right? To take swings at people. Um, Yeah. I don't really know what the Knicks are doing. (laughs) <laughs> I don't really have a great answer. So, so it's for a that. day that ends in Y. It's a <laughs> that, yeah. I don't. I don't know. But also, um, let me be careful here. But we were talking about this in the Slack, and I would caution people: um, absorbing Kemba to Detroit does not meaningfully impact their their cap space if they are going to make a run at someone um, in yeah. restricted free agency. Um, they had forty four million. Is Aiton. Um, for those who are listening, there you go. Um, but the thing is, like, does they just traded some stuff for uh, a center? So, like, they're, yeah, they're gonna, yeah, sure, they're gonna sure. use max money on on a center and then trade a center or, or trade for a center in the first round. Um, yes, and yeah. neither of those guys can really play the four. Uh, no, not not particularly. All right, but I think I think that um, it look, does give if, you a if, if it ends up working though. out right. Like Durian certainly has fans throughout the league, so it's not like you can't yeah. get anything for him later um, if you end up happening. But they had forty three or forty four million in cap space, and um, Kemba only makes eight or nine. Actually, I think it's nine this year. So um, I think it's. I, I don't think this meaningfully impacts their pursuit there. Or theoretically, they have cap space for for another free agent target if that is not the route they want to go. Or trade, like if they if they also if they true. miss out on, you know, they can if they want to acquire another asset or two to take on Gordon Hayward or something like that, they can they can still do something. Yeah, they like they can be one of those teams that like LKC that can just accept somebody into cap space and, and grab assets for it. Yes, a Russ, for example. They are a team that could absorb someone into cap space and just take assets for it. 
whoever that could, could possibly be. So I, I want to talk to you about this and, you know, we can, you're not sipping on Hennessy, so you can't, you can tell me that Malbec is delicious if you okay. want to. Okay. All week, I would say, I have been kind of thinking about the direction that the Lakers could go in here. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, Philly just traded their number 23 pick for the Anthony Melton, um, somebody who I was like legitimately heartbroken because of my boy, Mark, Mike Garcia, um, that the Lakers had an opportunity. I think they had two opportunities to draft the Anthony Melton and did not. Uh, he was a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, oh, Sixers are moving Danny Green and the number 23 to Memphis as part of the trade to acquire DeAnthony Melton. So that means that more should be on the move, right? Because Green's contract is more than Melton's. Um, wait, say that again. So Shams Karania. Yeah, I'm saying, looking at it, but what are, what are you saying? Uh, well, so he's saying that uh, the Sixers moved Danny Green and number 23 to Memphis as part of the trade to acquire DeAnthony Melton. Uh, that would mean that they would have to be moving. Memphis would have to to move some salary in that trade, unless they have unless they have enough space to accept it. I don't know what Memphis's cap situation is. They're young, so they might. But they may but they may have you know whatever the difference is. Um, I also believe this means that um, Danny Green contract is guaranteed, or actually that's possible because if if it's so the way it works if it's if it's um completely non-guaranteed um then you have to guarantee it to be able to trade to him. trade it mm -hmm. but if there's a guarantee for a certain you know if there's like a three million guarantee yeah. or something out of the 10 million i think it's fully non-guaranteed but i might be wrong um but if there is a portion I of think it it's that fully is guaranteed, non guaranteed yeah okay but it may be an answer to your question if there is a portion of it that's non-guaranteed only that portion of it counts in trading for salary that would make some sense so maybe that matches up with uh Melton with Melton. Yeah. But I thought only, it was complete. I thought it was completely non-guaranteed. I which think case, it's non-guaranteed. I think they have to guarantee. If that's the case, I believe uh, they have to, the 76ers would have to guarantee it for it. And then be. move them. Yes. And then, and then, like I said, Memphis would have to, I believe, move some salary to make that work. Um, I hope that. Yeah. So there you go. Jake Fisher, Danny Green's $10 million salary is now guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, if it's fully, if it's fully non-guaranteed, you have to guarantee it, or else it has zero value in trade. Can we just say, like, on a very human level, really I'm happy that so Green's happy. salary yeah, is so is guaranteed after that injury? Green's a good dude, man. Uh, so I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really he's happy that, that that is uh, going to work out for him. If 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 he can come back, you know, at some point next season, he's joining a good Memphis squad. Oh yeah. So. And he'll, yeah, he'll be I, really good for them. He's a great vet. He's been through the wars. Uh, he knows what it takes to win a championship. He's played in a lot of high leverage games. Ah, fuck. Watch it. What happened? Milwaukee is selecting Marjan Bocamp with the number 24 pick. Was... Did you want him because you wanted him or just because you like his name? Um, you like both. his name or his game? No. All right. So I had Rocky, uh, Ricky O'Donnell on my show earlier this week. Mm -hmm. and asked about Bocamp. And uh, he said that Bocamp wants to be this draft's Herb Jones. And somebody who, like, is entering the NBA 
wanting to be good at the things that and having the tools to be good at at the things that Herb Jones was really good at last year. Like that was that's the exact player that the Lakers really desperately need. So I was really hoping that he would fall to, to 35. Desperately hoping that he would fall to 35. But that was always kind of a, a pipe dream. Damn it, Milwaukee. Damn you. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, back to back to uh, Green, though, and, and Memphis. Mm-hmm. My other takeaway from that situation, incredible podcasting opportunity for my boy. <laughs> like that dude, oh, yeah, that dude yeah, 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 yeah. like he's gonna be in the middle of this warriors grizzlies mm-hmm. and then like yeah, so you have the dream on yeah. green podcast going off yeah. and then so they'll have the their home room, yeah. and homes uh danny green and it just just like walked into the perfect situation as he rehabs and and all the best to him as he does um so we are now at pick number 24 uh as as i just said a second ago milwaukee is going to go with marjon bocamp and uh, oh wait so no this works because um melton just signed uh an extension yeah so it's four for 34 um so he makes eight eight yeah six so that year. works so it's fine yeah yeah um so yeah i i i like the the, the move from philly's standpoint um melton helps at a, it helps them at a position that they that they really need a little bit of help defensive point guard um, I, him and Maxi, I think can play together if they, if they elect to go small, uh, Melton Maxie helps Maxie def- ain't gonna guard you and James ain't gonna guard you. Right. So, yeah. Melton helps when, when he's he out there with either of those guys. He does. Uh, and, and the rumors help. are they've been, they've been shopping Cybul too. So, which I don't get, I, I mean, I know that, I know that teams like, like, actively ran away from him when he had the ball this year, especially in the playoffs. Um, I, I understand that that can cripple an offense and that in a Daryl Morey organization, especially that would be something that, that they wouldn't, but that dude fucking plays defense like yeah, that. And, and when you have James league, Harden yeah. on your team and when you have Tyrese Maxey on your team, like you need somebody to go out there. I, I, the, the 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 cliche right now is he has that dog in him. I you need that kind of guy on your roster. Yeah, the problem is in very high leverage moments in the playoffs, you just like you can't. They aren't have... going to get into high leverage moments in the playoffs. They have James Harden on their team. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but I mean, that is like the secret to all of this: is you need guys that. You need a good, at least a good portion of your best, you know, six or seven guys yeah. that are not a complete zero on one side of the floor because teams will scheme stuff, especially, you know, the best teams in longer series are going to figure out ways that make you unplayable. Um, yeah. And he's so bad on offense that, right? Like he's completely unwilling as a shooter in the like, I want to say like the Ben Simmons like mold, but at least Ben Simmons is like an elite passer uh, handle. He can handle the ball, get you out on the break, all of that kind of stuff. Right. Draymond Green's a terrible shooter. He's more willing than either one of those two guys, but Draymond Green is also an elite passer and, you know, screen setter and all that. You just can't have somebody that is so unwilling to shoot the ball and is just going to stand in the corner and do nothing because yeah, 
then you're playing four on five all the time. And he is an elite defensive player. But I think I would I would still gamble on him like being a deep like not I would gamble on him being a willing shooter. I just don't think you find that kind of defense very many places. You don't. You do not. You know? <laughs> so, like, you do it, not. But just... again, like if you have if you are a complete zero, yeah. Then No, I I understand why you you're get saying that. You played off the floor. It's just it, it's crazy to me that they're actively shopping him around the league. And lane. by the way, I... if you're going to be a complete zero, you have to be so elite and it better yeah. be you better be a, a zero on defense. If you are an elite, 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 elite offensive player, you can be you a zero-ish on defense. You yeah. can't be a zero on offense in the playoffs. Yeah. The defenses are just too good. You just, you can't. Yeah. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stop talking about Russell Westbrook here, there, and, and, and move on you know back what? to the. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Let's have a little bit of fun. Is okay. there anybody's fit that you have enjoyed tonight more than everybody else's? Oh, other than mine. Yeah, yours is yours is, is pretty great. I, I, um, I look like a I look like a college English professor. professor. Do you have the Do you have the um? The, I should have I should have put some tweed on yeah, here on the, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. sleeves. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there have been some good ones. Um. I mean. Boncaro's is is like I I'm not really with the double breasted thing, but the purple yeah. rain I'm into. Yeah, I liked his. I liked that he tried something completely different. I liked it. Like the other the other person whose uh, get up I really liked was um, dude from Arizona whose name I always blank on. Oh, Ben Mathern. Yeah, his his the the. The red and and the coat and yeah, I I like the Tari texture Eason on the coat from LSU was was solid. The the uh, yeah. was very solid. Uh, I also like like Bo Camp right now is walking up looking looking good. Like the oh yeah, the oh yeah, we got a little like a little sparkle to it. Kind of the the black on black with the sparkle, yeah, a sparkle kind of the Black it, Panther. Yeah, yeah. You know who that reminds me of? Which ah, oh, God, he wound up being a really good player too. There was somebody who said he tried. He even did like the Black Panther salute thing. Oh, when he got drafted a few years back? Yeah, yeah when he got I, drafted. I forget who it was, but I remember that fit. I was like, yep, that's it. You got to use a little purple when you do the... If you're going for Black Panther, though, you have you have to have a little bit of purple. Um, the Black Panther, I have a... I don't know. Yeah, probably can't see it. But the, the... I don't know if you saw Black Panther when it came out. I did, yeah. Uh-huh. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. That scene, I'm going to try to turn this without knocking everything over are we gonna is there do we have mount avery over there yes oh no mount avery oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you have the like that that like color scheme the 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 light blues and the purples and the blacks like it's just it's so freaking i I love that color combination i've actually Um, you know what i've been really into is how um emotional the guys are getting and how that was um, the next thing i was gonna ask you how open they've been about the emotion of it I, i think that's cool yeah i i love that we're in a place now where the manhood, like the the manly man, you know, suck it up. You know, I, it's funny. I was just listening to a stand-up uh, set that Bill Burr did. And he was talking about how, like, he was giving away his dog. And how, like, the restrained Catholic in him was telling him, like, keep it down here. Keep it down here. Keep it down here. Oh, God, the dog is looking at me. Keep it here. Don't you walk into the bathroom, cry for three seconds, walk back out and act like nothing is wrong. 
Um, I, it's so unhealthy to live life that way. So it's great to see these guys in like the biggest moments of their life to this point. I've also, I've also enjoyed much like, uh, planet earth, but especially the NBA, like in 20 years, the NBA is going to be entirely my color. (laughs) The world will be too at some point, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's been, that's been interesting to me and enjoyable. I feel like I really feel like ESPN has gone out of their way to involve families. And there's a lot of like talk about the families being involved here and, and, and like Jade and Ivy, right. They, they made a big deal out of, out of the relationship he has with his mom. And you know, they've been doing that, especially I think because they've been hitting that it's the anniversary of title nine. So Mm -hmm. do you remember when it was it the NBA or maybe it was the NFL? I don't remember. I should. I don't remember, but a few years back, uh, they kept harping on like all of the tragedy in all of the draft picks lives. <laughs> it's like, you know, his dad left the family when he was two and his mom was a drug addict and like yeah. has been in prison. I'm like, hold on. Do we, do we have to go with all this? <laughs> I think that was the NFL draft and it became okay. a meme. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just like every single pick was was about how terrible they had it coming up. Uh, Blake Wesley goes to the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, the stuff about DeJounte Murray. Are you allowed to touch on that? Are you allowed to? Mm, I can. Yes, I'll do. I'll say what I can. Yes. Not about like, you know, I'm already the Lakers sweating because it's so damn hot in my in my apartment. So why not? You have central air. I know. And it's on and it is fighting for its life right now. <laughs> It, I think it's underpowered for my place because it it does a good job of maintaining a temperature. Mm. It doesn't do a great job of reducing the temperature. <laughs> Once it gets up there, mm. 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 you gotta you gotta. Somebody, maybe I need to misters. change the filter. I, I don't know something, but it is. You gotta struggling. get those. So the filters. The the filter does have a big effect. Um. So yeah. So Deshante Murray is apparently on the trading block for some reason. And, uh, you know, yeah, John Collins is somebody that apparently they had some talks about. And, and I was just kind of confused on a couple things. One, I don't understand that from Atlanta standpoint, not from like, if you were in a vacuum and you could trade John Collins and stuff or just DeJounte Murray, I, I would probably do that, but they have Trey. And I don't know that DeJounte and Trey can play together. That makes you really, really oh, small I, in the backcourt. No, I disagree. Um, it makes you uh, so small. I mean, DeJounte is like 6'5". It makes you it makes you thin. Is but, he? Yeah, he's like 6'5". He's also one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Which Oh, for sure. It, it, it like, regarding the, our last conversation about James and, and Maxi, you need, like, Trey is worse than both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Max is awful. Trey is still probably worse than both of them. So being able to pair him with somebody that can really guard on the perimeter, I understand the thinking there. So he's six four. He's listed as six four. That's he's that's bigger than than I thought. I, I take back some of. I those. mean, it is still you know whatever. Trey's five eleven. So five eleven and six four is. It's on the small side. And thin, um, but generally, like, like they can get, thin. they can push, they can pushed around quite a bit. But the like the small guard thing, you know, that people talk about doesn't work. Whether it's uh, Dame and CJ, or we can go back to Steph and and Monte Ellis, like that kind of thing. 
is generally because they can get beat up on defense. Um, and DeJounte Murray is not getting beat up on defense. So I do understand it from, from that perspective. And there's been a weird thing in Atlanta. Um, Houston's trading their pick to Dallas, by the way. doesn't matter. Um, there's been a weird thing. Wait, Minnesota is landing on Duke's Wendell Moore at 26. Houston is trading Wendell Moore to Dallas. See, here we go. Woj and Shams got to get their shit must, together. No, no. It's probably a three-team thing again, which is what happened last time. Um, they still got to get their shit together. I mean, we talk about this a lot about the idea of being first versus being right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't, I forgot them. Oh, there, there's been a weird thing in Atlanta with John Collins for a while now. He's on a decent contract, yeah. um, but his touches, what he wants, his role in the offense has been kind of weird. Um, also, speaking of people not going to guard anybody, John Collins. Um, and the, <laughs> yeah. the the combination, the fit, or the get-along between him and Trey Young has been not great, it would appear, from the outside for a while. So mm-hmm. there, it's been a strange relationship with, with John Collins and the Hawks for a while. What's funny, though, he, is that like, hey, he, was begging, he was begging to stay in Atlanta. <laughs> That's true. But like I, 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 yeah, I, I don't understand a lot of what's going on there. I just think if I'm Atlanta and I am going to use, a, you know, my biggest trade chip, I wouldn't want to get somebody who plays the same position as my the face of my franchise. That's not that's not how I would allocate my resources. Personally. If you were, you're saying if you were Atlanta, if I was Atlanta, I'm not saying I that I don't if, like if, that. Like in a if vacuum, that were, if that trade were to happen. It is, in my opinion, it is significantly. I mean, look, Dejounte Murray is just better than John Collins. Mm-hmm. So, if, that, if it was just straight up, then that would be. I would say that put the uh, put the pick aside, or put the uh, position aside, and the fit aside. I think that, I think that's a win for Atlanta, just because Dejounte Murray is better, probably significantly better than than Collins. So the draft picks that New York acquired from OKC in the number 11 Usman uh, Jang trade, they got a 2023 first-rounder, protected first-rounder via Detroit, a 2023 protected first-rounder via Washington, and a 2023 first-rounder via Denver. That's a lot. Yeah, for... my brain hurts again. That's... That's a lot. I mean, I understand there's going to be some inflation with with OKC because they have so many picks that mm-hmm. teams are going to say, like, you have it. <laughs> well, and look, know? they have, I think it's I think it's 18, 17 or 18 first round picks like in the next four or five years. Um, and you right, simply, that's what I mean. Is you can't roster those guys. You, can, right. you simply cannot. So right. people have been waiting like, OK, at some point you have to cash it in. And they identified somebody they really like, so you may as well. You generally think of cashing in the first round picks to go trade for a superstar or trade up, like way up in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but they clearly identified somebody they like. So, I mean, what else are you going to do with the picks? You may as well. well. I, I, that's that's what I meant by inflation. Is that like they're they're basically the, the rest of the league is saying you have the picks, you aren't going to use all those picks. Mm-hmm. So every time you push a chip into there, we're going to ask you, yep, push another one It's also one like a there. fascinating 
second act kind of of the process right like we're going to get we're going to bottom out we're going to be so bad we're going to take on all your bad contracts for picks and we're going to have so many picks it's going to give us so much optionality like maybe we hit on somebody at 11 maybe we hit on somebody at two or three we have so many bites at the apple like it's a kind of a mixed bag of success for the 76ers with the process but yeah well not I, a lot of like not a lot OKC, of those guys left for okc they don't have any other real way like this is the part this is the second half of that conversation and i think we don't necessarily get to quick enough is that they don't have any other real way of uh acquiring that type of talent superstar type of talent you're saying okc okc what did i say no 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 i'm just clarifying you you mean yeah you're saying oh yeah i'm saying okc like as a market they aren't going to go out and get somebody on you know as a free agent no they they might be able to trade for for somebody you know they could trade for that player um i think the thing that they're running into the the place city in the nba by the way the 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 thing (laughs) And and it's not close uh, the thing that I, Cleveland I, and I Sacramento myself, and San Antonio are laughing at OKC. The, the part of it that I, I, I get, I would be annoyed with if I was an OKC fan is like, how long are we going to be on this treadmill for? Mm-hmm. How long, like when, when do I get to, I, we've been, we've been going click, 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 click. Oh, you're when going do up I the, get uh, to enjoy the fun yeah, part you're going of up the, the roller, roller coaster? coaster? Yeah, the old school <laughs> like, roller coaster. Right. We've been, we've been sitting here going like in, in the upright position, just going click, 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 click. And, and at some point I would like the drop off and, and to get to the actual ride. Um, and I, I, you know, it looks like they, they, moved a, f- a few of their pieces and and turned them into the one type of elite player or whatever here that there is somebody they see as elite but or at least uh, an elite it's swing still it's st- it's still not even somebody that like i like if i'm okay if i'm an okc fan i'm like oh, okay <laughs> can i no, get but somebody you know i OKC, know okc i mean there's still there's still some goodwill from all of those westbrook and durant and harden teams right they're used to being good and OKC, the city is terrible, but they have good fans and smart yeah. fans and their building is really loud when, and so I think they understand kind of their positioning in the NBA landscape. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it is frustrating. I'm sure it's frustrating, but I think they probably, OKC fans probably have a good understanding of, I'm not exactly sure what the alternative is. 